Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey, today's guest, Kim Tradewell, is a podcast strategist at May & James Co. She believes that to get people to consume all that content you're working so hard to create, you need to make it unique and accessible. And so began her love affair with audio assets. As you're listening to a podcast, you're clearly a lover of audio. So why don't we just make this work for you? Hey, Kim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So let's kick things off with a bit of an intro to you and your business. Absolutely. So I'm a podcast strategist and I've really dug deep into audio because I really do believe in the area of of storytelling, no matter how big your audience is and the ability to really kind of share your personality, who you are, what you're all about, to build that like, know and trust factor that we call relationship building with your audience through creating an audio asset that works for you. So it doesn't have to be a traditional podcast. And I think some people really you know, kind of take a step back from podcasting because they think, oh my God, it's so much work. Because it can be, but if you set it up so that it makes sense in your world, it doesn't have to be. I guess as people are listening to a podcast that I'm hosting, I'm obviously a fan of audio, but I like it as a content producer and it's my preferred method of content consumption. I find video distracting. I find I can listen and absorb faster than I can read. So before we get into all the ways that I'm super excited to discover that I can add more audio, let's just take a step back and say as a content medium, what are the strengths of audio Versus all the other things people are potentially thinking about doing, whether that's creating ebooks, YouTube channels, writing a blog, vlogging on YouTube, all the things. Yeah, well, there's three major content creation platforms and you kind of touched on them. You can do a YouTube, you can do a podcast, or you can be a blogger. So you have to kind of find, find which one of those that you're really excited to come back to. If you're not excited to get all dolled up for video, then maybe a YouTube channel isn't for you. If you're not really excited about writing, then blogging potentially isn't for you. But if you love the conversation of being able to talk and express the excitement and the joy that you have, what you do and how you do it, then audio might be the best platform for you to start off with. But the beauty of audio that I love is that you can kind of test out what works and what doesn't work, like a lot of things. And in business, that's kind of what it's all about. It's trial and error. So when we start talking to clients, we figure out like what they actually are trying to promote, how they're working. Like, are they working mainly with one-on-one clients, like, you know, like high touch coaching programs? And how can we add audio into that mix so that it really uh, relates and adds value. Because at the end of the day, we want you to be consistent. We want you to add value. Those are kind of my big things. It's like, I love audio because I don't have to get all dolled up for video. I I can really talk and, and really express my interest and my excitement for something that I'm working on. And I could test it out really well because I can actually look back at my metrics and just kind of see which, which were downloaded more. And then I'm gonna like dig deeper into those because The other thing is that I think a lot of people get hung up on the data piece too. And with audio, it's like a lot of things. I always suggest talking to your clients, you know, having those conversations in the DMs. Like what are people like really talking and resonating with you on? And are they are they really enjoying what you're putting out? So no matter what platform you choose, audio is mine, but whatever platform you choose, really make sure that it's really 
reaching those, I guess, kind of targets that you want it to reach? I think audio for me ticks a couple of boxes. One that you touched on, the really kind of like low barrier to entry. I mean, we're obviously both talking on lovely mics, but honestly with audio, you could record a voice note on your phone. Yes. Right? It's really easy to get started, but also with video, you don't have to do, as you said, have I got all the lighting or the mics all right? Do I know what I'm saying? Is it punchy? Is it following some format. I feel like it's the intimacy of video with the almost lengthiness of blogging. You could do a blog about the same length as a podcast, but you could never do that as a YouTube video. Like you'd have lost everybody in the first five minutes. Yeah. The other thing I didn't really dive into was the fact that, I mean, even if you, okay, so let's say we choose podcasting and it, and we, we use it in whatever form works for you and your business. There's so much more that you can take from that. So not only is it meeting your clients and your potential ideal listeners where they're at, because it's way more accessible. So I'm constantly listening to either an audiobook or a podcast when I'm doing all the things. But the other piece that I love about podcasting is that you can pull from that. So you can use it as the anchor for all of your content creation. Because honestly, like, I don't know about you, but I do not like doing content creation for myself. I like helping others do it. But for myself, it's not, I'm not a huge fan of it. But if I could do it in a way that it's the anchor and I pull from that and I'm able to do the short blog posts, the, you know, social media posts that go from there, or I could even potentially, I'm actually working with a client right now and pulling her her audio and video, like a highlight reel, like maybe a five to 10 minute section and putting it on her YouTube channel. So it's not necessarily meaning that that's the top piece that we're working on, but there's so many ways that we can dive into the podcast and repurpose it that I don't think a lot of people are aware of, or it's kind of, it can be a little overwhelming, but having a plan is the biggest piece, having a strategy in place to work from. I guess the audio asset that people are most used to is the podcast. And by the podcast, I mean the public podcast like this one that shows up on your iTunes feed or whatever it's called these days, Apple podcast or wherever, and you listen to it on a fairly regular basis. And I know we keep referring to audio assets as podcasts, and I know that's because that's the delivery mechanism. But can we clarify whether audio asset is just another word for podcast or are there other things that we can create audio assets for that are just delivered in a podcast form as a mechanism? Yes. Yeah. So there's uh, the difference between a public and a private podcast. Like you just kind of touched on, the public is searchable and the private isn't. So that's the main difference right there. So having a private audio asset or a private podcast, whatever you want to call it, allows you to have a specific RSS feed that gets delivered to whoever you deliver it to. So maybe it's your one-on-one clients because showing up for one-on-one coaching is exhausting, but you could deliver that in a way that you can do it on your terms. So like on your time and then deliver it out, but they're still getting that high touch, high value from the coaching component. So that's one little piece you can use it. You can use it for your marketing. You can, you can use it, you know, like there's just so many ways you could use it. And and the other thing is that it's kind of a nice entry point into podcasting. Like a traditional podcast can be anywhere from 10 minutes in length to over two hours. And a private podcast or an audio feed can be however long you need it to be. So maybe, you know, it's meditation, uh, daily meditation to your to your paid membership clients. So it's however long that needs to be. If it's used as a private or a lead magnet, it could be, you know, 
a short trailer that's maybe five minutes long, and then four or five mini capsule pieces in there that could be anywhere from five minutes to 10 minutes in length. It's short, bite-sized, digestible pieces of information that people can take and then leave. They can like listen to the trailer and be like, oh, this is what this little private feed's about. It, it's a way you can deliver a masterclass in a way that allows you to not have to show up live, that meets your clients and your potential clients where they're at. So there's a lot of people that are like, you know what, I will sign up for a course as long as there's an audio component because I don't know how many people have invested good money. But it's just, how do you finish it all when you're doing all the things in your world? We all want to learn, we all want to grow, but we have to do it on our time. So you mentioned a few things, but like, let's get specific on some examples, because I think okay. until you dive into this world, I think it's really hard to imagine what you could do, right? Mm -hmm. So you touched on, it could be a lead magnet where you're teaching something and instead of teaching it in an ebook, you're just teaching it in little bite-sized episodes. Could be meditation. So a bonus yep. to your paying clients where you're giving them something extra. What else can it be? Well, I kind of look at it as in categories. So when I'm talking to clients, we talk about it uh, from a marketing standpoint. Okay, do you want to use it in place of a webinar? Do you want to use it as uh, launch content or order bumps? Do you want to use it in place of a masterclass? It is your masterclass, right? Like it's just kind of thinking a little bit differently with the marketing piece. Uh, another piece is educational. So how do you deliver your course in a way that makes sense and is accessible only through audio. I would, you know, video is always going to be a piece because there's always a video component, but offering another way for people to consume only makes sense. My favorite platform is Hello Audio to be able to do private po podcasts on. And I mean, the whole premise of them developing that platform was to be able to increase the completion rates of courses. So, I mean, what a great opportunity to, I mean, that's what we all want. We want our, our clients to be successful in whatever offer, program, membership, whatever we're offering. We want them to be successful. So this allows uh, you to be able to provide that educational component, that edu educational content in a way that makes sense. And then there's also event recording. So you can think of this as Q&A calls, one-on-one -on -one calls that I kind of touched on, summits or even presentations. I'm hearing a lot of summits going just audio now, which is really unique and I think amazing because, again, I don't need to see it to be able to learn from it. And then, you know, you can even use it as a teams and operations piece, depending on how big your business is. But if you're starting to build a team, I don't know about you, but I've had to sit through and read an, an operation <laughs> manual before. And I didn't. <laughs> so if there's, you know, you could look at it even as like a monthly touch point or a weekly touch point with your employees and be like, this is our, you know, our week meeting. I'm just going to touch on a few of the highlighted things that we need to review and look at. You can use it as a newsletter. Like there's just so many different ways. If you kind of look at it as a marketing approach, educational, event, teams, and then even being niche specific. So, and that's that meditation piece or, or what about cooking instructions? Like if you were a chef or, you know, tech walkthroughs, like it's kind of cool how many different ways you could use audio in your business to enhance and elevate what you do. I think where it's super interesting at the moment is in the launch space. A few years back, like product launch formula was everything. Like yeah. you couldn't go anywhere without seeing a Jeff Walker style launch 
in your emails. There was at least one right. going on every single time. And they weren't short videos. Right. Like they were never like short and punchy or whatever. And so you were just expected and half the time you couldn't fast forward through them or anything. I'm seeing a few people almost transition that into mm -hmm. more of a private podcast feed that's dripping in yeah. the same way ahead of the big launch event, which is either then live and then added to the podcast instead as the replay. So I'm definitely seeing it cropping up a lot more in that space. And I know this is an area for you that you are super passionate about. Yes. Yeah. There's so many cool ways. And we didn't even talk about the the dripping or the instant. Like, I mean, that's so cool. I mean, you can create, you know, once you've created a few different. OK, so let's use the example of a lead magnet, because I don't know if a lot of people are still aware of the amazing, cool opportunities you can do with that. If you were using it as a launch magnet, I have tried and tested out three different versions. I wanted to try it, obviously, because if I'm working with clients and helping them, I wanted to make sure that it was doable for me. So being able to like actually, you know, kind of outline what the episodes were going to look like and what I was going to talk about and record it in an afternoon and send it off and it was published was amazing. I think we tend to overthink things. So being able to have something that I could test out and see if it was attracting clients. I mean, obviously there's a marketing component too. So just like any other launch, you have to have your email sequence set up. You have to do, you have to talk about it so people are aware. You can't just build it and they'll come. It's, it's, you have to do all those things. But the cool thing is now that I've done three, I've looked back and went, okay, well, this one's performing way better. I'm going to maybe set that up as evergreen now because it's an opportunity for someone. It's not perfect, but it gives somebody a little chance to see who Kim is, what I'm all about, and how you can work with me in a different way. I think we're all tired of the webinars that are like, oh, okay, if you stay to the end, I'll give you all these bonuses. And if you do this, well, like we're tired of all the fluff. We just want the information. We want to know if it's going to make sense for us. So this allows you to, the opportunity to test things out, to try without all the overwhelm. There's, it, there doesn't even have to be a ton of editing because I know there's been a few people that are like, eh, you know, the editing's what gets me. But if you actually just start recording, that's the biggest hurdle I, I think a lot of clients have is just actually pressing record. You know, you can do it and you can you can get used to your voice. You can get used to the inflections. I mean, I think people honestly just want genuine conversations, too. They don't. If I say I'm a lot, which I know I do, that's OK. That's that's who I am. And I'll get better with time. But if you want to know what I'm all about and how to work with me, this is what you need to listen to. And I'm not going to have a lot of fluff because it is literally maybe max five minutes. It's not a 30 minute webinar. Yeah. And I like what you said there, but like it can happen in an afternoon. I think people mm -hmm. freak out about the editing because they don't like to listen to their voice. Yes. I remember editing my first few podcast episodes it's and being, tough. this is horrific. Now I don't even notice it. Yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's just another voice that I'm editing. So that will yeah. go away. Like you said, once you push it, but that ability to have an idea and take action on it while you're still in that excitement of it and get it out all in that short period of time makes it so powerful. You're not having to think like, am I having a good hair day? Am I like wearing something suitable? Is the room behind me sort of tidy? You know, which even just throwing on an Instagram live or a Facebook live, you still have to kind of think about those things, right? Whereas audio is just, it's kind of a free for all. You have no idea what I'm wearing right now. I could be in my pajamas in my bed for all you know, listening to me, right? I'm not Absolutely. for the record, but I totally could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting comfortable with actually just the equipment that you have and being able to hit record and listening to your voice. And once you've done it a couple of times, you know, like it, 
it gets better. It gets more comfortable. But I think we overthink all of the things, not only our voice, not only like what equipment do we need? Like, honestly, like I listen to someone that records her whole private feed her whole lead magnet on her phone in her closet all the time. And it's fine. It's not perfect, but I'm not listening to her because it's perfect. I'm listening to her because she brings value and she's fun to listen to. So you, you need to kind of figure that out. Yeah, I've listened to an episode on a podcast where somebody had the iPhone headphones, the ones with a cord, and they were talking and they, I think they were just very into it. And so they were moving a lot and mm-hmm. their microphone was scratching against their shirt yeah. for a good 45 minute episode. <laughs> But I wanted to know the information from that episode so bad that I listened to the whole thing. And I think that's, you get in your head about like, I need to sound like, I don't know, Pat Flynn. Right? And I mean, come on, we are not going to sound like them to begin with. And I mean, even the Jenna Kutchers of the world started out in their closet or in their vehicle or whatever recording. And so, I mean, don't get me wrong, sound quality is important. And we definitely walk through some strategies to make it as clear as possible for you and with as little editing as possible to be able to have a product at the end of the day instead of sitting and dwelling on it for too many weeks. Because I think we do that. I do that. We're human. We do it. So so let's chat a bit about the accessibility side of things. Mm. So I think it's safe to say that both of us are complete fans of audio from right. the experience perspective but it is also really important from an accessibility perspective. Yes. Even working with clients uh, before on creating this launch, we talked about that. And there's different tiers in the platform Hello Audio that you can, you know, bump up to to be able to have the transcript available. And if you don't want that top tier, there's other options available to be able to have the transcript available. I I have used Otter before, and that's a nice resource to be able to have the content, you know, in the written format as well, because I think we want to be as accessible as possible. So being able to not only have the audio, the written, and then be able to pull pull out some, you know, uh, marketing pieces from that is something that is Every, you know, like when you work on a strategy of what this is going to look like, just like you would a traditional lead magnet, those are all the phases and steps that you need to consider and think about when doing them. But again, if there is something that you would, you've already done a webinar, you've always already tried something different and you're looking for a, a unique way and a unique spin to make you stand out in the crowd, definitely creating an audio asset in your business in some way, shape or form is that. And if you already have that webinar asset, stripping the audio from that and simply allowing your people to have a different way to access it. For me, there is, I'm not just not going to absorb anything if I have to sit and stare at a talking head for an hour. But if you put it on right. a podcast, I'm happy to listen to it for 30 minutes. It's not a problem for yes. me. Yes. And I think what people, we've touched on like having the audio component of courses or courses themselves just being audio related. But also people learn in different ways. Some people need slides to keep them engaged. Some people prefer to read. So you want to have your transcript. And some people are super busy and like me, find slides incredibly distracting. Yes. Yes. I, I, I think it's pay yeah. less attention. So if you put it yeah. on audio, I'm more likely to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, audio is just that ability. And I know you've talked about this to your listeners before, but it's just the really intimate experience of of having just you and them in your ears and being able to kind of, even though you're multitasking, because I multitask all the time, I'm still, if there's something that I'm catching, I'll hit pause and be like, this is second, I need to rewind that and I can capture it again, right? So if it's going to capture your attention, you could do it in, in a way that really just meets um, your people where they're at. 
So we've talked about all the good things that you can do. Do you have any don't do this kind of rules? I have some some pet peeves, but I would love to hear yours. Yeah. So if you have a webinar already built out, you can absolutely strip the audio from it and it's done. Boom. But it's going to sound different because they're two different platforms. So I, when I'm working with a client uh, that already has a webinar already developed, we really work through creating its own unique track to make sense for that listener. If I'm just listening to a visual webinar through headphones, it's going to come off differently. Again, going back to that point where webinars are filled with some extra stuff in there and an audio version isn't. It's you're literally getting to the nuts and bolts like right away because, I mean, how do you fill your time? You got to fill it with tough stuff that makes sense and brings value. So we really just kind of work through that piece. It's creating something that makes sense in a way for that platform. So that's probably one of my biggest things is that people that are just, you know, slapping it up because whatever and oh, it didn't work. There's a reason why it didn't work. Yeah, I'll say what my pet peeve is. Yeah. And that is people who create audio assets make a big deal of creating audio assets and then expect me to just push play on my computer. <laughs> like if right. you are creating, because I know that you've created it because there's a podcast player there. Yeah. I can see the audio player. And for me, if you're creating an audio asset, the whole point of it is for it to be portable, for me to listen to it on the go. If I have to <laughs> log into a website, to sit and push play and watch no. the like wave go up and down no. on a very boring looking play. That is my absolute pet peeve with summits, with launches, with courses, anything like that. And then my other pet peeve is obviously courses that don't have audio. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the first person to email the person and go like, can we have this on audio please? Yes, I am too. Like, I mean, there's a lot of good courses out there that just are are sitting back because it works. It had has worked and it's fine the way it is. But honestly, if you really want to elevate you to the next level, like your business and bring value to your clients and, and potential new clients and new leads, we we have to think a little differently. I think consumers are getting um, smarter with their choices and we need to, you know, change things up and try, try, try something new. Yeah, I think it's it's a balance between this makes it so much easier for us, but at the same time, we want to think, is this elevating it for our clients? Like, is it adding something to their experience? If it's not, just don't bother. So I know that when I started experimenting with this, I mean, I already had the public podcast, but I just couldn't wrap my head around, what is this private podcast? How does this work? How's it going to show mm -hmm. up in my podcast player? Like, it all just felt very, like, strange to me. Mm -hmm. So. Do you have an audio asset where people can actually go and experience this as a consumer that might spark some ideas for them as a creator? Yeah, absolutely. So if you just check out my Instagram at me and James Co, you there's actually a link that says private podcast and you can check it out. And it's just about how to set up your podcast for success. It's a short, you know, four mini clip version of all the different things and strategies that I work with with my clients and things to think about. So like, Kind of like what we talked about today. Yeah. And I think it's really important to just go and experience that as the consumer. And I think as soon as you experience it as the consumer, it, it'll just be a, a million times easier for you to understand where it could fit into your business. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
So to finish up, I always ask my guests two questions. The first question is, what is your number one lifestyle boundary for your business? So I think because I'm so still kind of new in the game, it's been a challenge for me. But the reason why I've gone online and started and created this business for myself is to be able to set my own hours. So that's one thing. But definitely the other thing is working on my values of why I'm running you know, what What I'm all about and why somebody would want to work with me and making sure that I stay true to those values. So, for example, I'm not going to just work with a client because of the retainer, I it, just for the money. So, you know, when I first started this business, I started working as service-based where it was just mainly, you know, retainer clients. And I, I quickly realized how exhausting that was. You know, it wasn't, I wasn't able to work like everybody says, but I truly wasn't wor- able to work on my business. I was constantly working in it. So trying to be able to find that shift. And I mean, that's where, why I've evolved into intensives. You know, if somebody wants to work with me, it's either through a one day, two day or a 90 minute intensive. I definitely still have one retainer client. I have space for two, but that is absolutely my max because I know how I want to show up for them and I know how exhausting that is for me. So that's probably the biggest thing is staying true to my values, not just saying yes, because I mean, they're amazing, but yeah, saying, saying true to me. And so I just want to mention, because we haven't touched on this massively, but I actually use a private podcast to create at the one year mark. I haven't done a second one yet, but at the one year mark, I created a private podcast feed of all of the answers that my guests have given to this question so that if somebody is struggling with boundaries, Mm -hmm. they can go through and listen and get inspired. And that was really easy for me to do because I was just clipping parts of my, I mean, we've been chatting for half an hour today and that's a couple of minutes of our episode. So I think from a repurposing perspective, audio is also incredibly powerful. That's why I love like the potential like ability to reach out to clients in a different way because it does make you not feel so alone. Awesome. Okay. Finally, what is the worst piece of cookie cutter advice you've been given so far? My gosh, the worst piece. I should be prepared for this. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I think there's just so many mixed messages, right? I think there's, oh, do it this way and oh, do it that way. And then you're, you're constantly getting dragged back and forth. And then I think sometimes you just need to sit back and be like, what? What actually makes sense and works for you? What kind of business model do you actually want to set up? So at the end of the day, you can set those boundaries and they actually work. I know I've been pulled in a couple of different directions and I think everybody has because you're like, oh, well, they said this, you should do it that way. And But no, it makes more sense to... <laughs> So I think it's just been a learning experience for me, for sure, is, you know, instead of saying yes too quickly, sitting back and being, okay, like I, you know, it's easy to follow somebody because you like their personality. But at the end of the day, if you want to learn from someone, you really need to learn and figure out like what kind of framework and structure do they actually have in place that will actually get me results. And I think I need to step back and be aware of that before I just agree and sign up or follow their advice because yeah it leaves me kind of sitting back at the end of the day going huh that was like two months of my time and it didn't pay off I always say to people unless you want to be that exact person living their exact life and you come from the exact same situation do it my way doesn't guarantee anything no it really doesn't this has been so good I've been sitting here and as we've been talking I've been like (laughs) oh 
oh, I can add that. Oh, I can add that. Obviously, it's my Good. preferred content, so yes, I'm always so going to be enthusiastic. I'm sure people listening are going to be like, oh, I don't know if I have any ideas of what I could do. Would, it, would this work? And I'm probably going to want to ask you loads of questions. Where's the best place on social for them to carry on this conversation? Yeah, so definitely on Instagram, at me, send me a message if you're interested, because um, just like some people in podcasting, they offer podcast audits. I definitely can offer a conversation to talk about potentially what a private audio feed or an audio asset looks like outside of a traditional podcast with you. So we could kind of take a look at your marketing, at your offer suite and see how does this align and how could you potentially elevate your offers adding audio? So I definitely am up for that. It's, it's a good place to start. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review.